You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe Adam Deal, live from Legend Sportsbook at Santa Ana Star Casino Hotel. Here about another 20 minutes or so. Team Talk goes till 7. And then later on tonight, Denver Nuggets at Sacramento Kings. We are your home for the Denver Nuggets. All right, big basketball game tomorrow at the pit, 6 o'clock. Sellout, wide out. And joining us now to get to the numbers, get to the game is Matt Neverett. He's the play-by-play voice for the UNL men's UNLV men's basketball team. And Matt, we'll just kind of get things put to the uh, to the side right away. Everybody's going to hear Neverett on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And of course, they're going to think of your dad, Tim Neverett, a big, big fan. Uh, we're big, big fans of Tim. We hear him on all the Dodger broadcasts on the road with Rick Monday, and he's been so much of an influence in the Mountain West since it started way back when. Now you're calling uh, play-by-play for UNLV men's basketball, and it appears we're going to have a good one tomorrow night, Matt. Yeah, it should be really exciting. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, yeah, always happy to come on and help hype up this, uh, this Run Rebels team that all of a sudden has a little bit of momentum, but of course, as you had mentioned, putting it to the test in front of a, a sold-out pit, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to get this one underway tomorrow. Yeah, and, you know, they, the Rebels have lost three straight since their uh, disappointing game against uh, Air Force. Uh, but, you know, it goes back further than that. You know, look at those games in conference play, even going back to the loss at San Diego State. I mean, this team has been in really tight games. So if you put that Air Force game aside, UNLV has really come a long way since they were uh, playing in the, the non-conference season, Matt. Yeah, and outside of that game against San Diego State and Air Force, as you had mentioned, the only two other losses for this Rebels team in conference play were a one-point loss at home on a five-point play as the buzzer expired against Utah State and a three-point loss in front of a sold-out Moby Arena crowd in Fort Collins. So this is a, a UNLV team that has really done a good job of playing in all types of different environments and keeping it close no matter what. Uh, they've been dealing with injuries all year, no doubt. Jalen Hill was out with a wrist injury, came back and then tore his ACL, and they're going to hope to you know, potentially get him another year of eligibility next year. Justin Webster uh, sprained the ankle a couple weeks ago, just now back in practicing, likely won't play during this trip, but is, is on the trip, which is a, a good sign. First road trip he's been on in, in quite some time. So this is a team that has done it in a lot of different ways. Deedon Thomas Jr. has been... Uh, one of the most remarkable freshmen in the country when you consider that this is a kid that should be worrying about going to the prom right now. He's a, a He should be a senior in high school but reclassified and is a, now a freshman for UNLV and, and leading the point. He's top 15 in the nation in, in assists per game. So, as mentioned, guys, this is a team that has done it in a lot of different ways. A lot of different styles always helps to have five different players averaging double-digit scoring as well. All right, so overall, the Rebels 12-9, and 5-4 and four in conference play. So uh, Kevin Kruger, uh, if there's anybody that has been, you know, uh, around the block, not only as a head coach, but even, you know, assistant coach and, you know, being a former player at UNLV after he played at Arizona State, uh, even with that kind of background with the game, was he feeling a, a little bit of a, the pressure early on, you know, in the conference season, some, uh, you know, a disappointing loss at home? Uh, tell us, you know, what, you know, the, the vibe is around head coach Kevin Kruger. Yeah, and Kevin's familiarity with the program, as you had mentioned, obviously helps his dad. Lon was the coach when he was the player here, and his dad 
still still helps day to day. So as, as two guys that uh, have pretty influential dads as far as their, their career goes, I certainly uh, commiserate <laughs> with Kevin. Um, one thing about him is that he is very consistent. He's never too high, never too low. So no matter what has happened this year, including some big-time road wins, uh, including a, a neutral site game at that, against that, that time number eight Creighton where they won, uh, he was the same guy at the coaches show the next week as he was after they lost to Air Force by over 30 points at the Thomas and Mack Center. So that's one of the, the remarkable things about Coach Kruger is that he's is as consistent as it gets, and I think just his, his level of comfortability and familiarity with the program certainly helps. And I think the fact that they have a great recruiting class for next year coming in as well certainly helps. You know, I don't want to I don't want to speak for Kevin, but I think anybody would have been feeling a little bit of pressure after the early part of the season and some of the question marks, but I think he's answered a lot of those questions with how the team has performed despite being down two to three of their best players, basically the entirety of the conference stretch after Jalen Hill got hurt. Matt, let's go beyond the the box scores here for a second. Where from what you see of this team, where where is UNLV improved the most even going back one month ago to that win over the Lobos at the Thomas and Mac? Well, I think one player that has certainly emerged, especially since that game, has been Rob Whaley Jr. Uh, when Justin Webster went down with the ankle injury, there was a lot of questions as to who was going to fill his role in the starting lineup. And uh, Kevin Kruger went to Rob Whaley and said, hey, you're in. We're going to go a little bit bigger, start both of the Boone twins and you, so that basically they have a, a, a rotation, a nice little 3-4-5 uh, stretch in the starting lineup of guys that can switch basically one through five. I mean, Rob Whaley does play the five sometimes, you got three guys that can guard basically any big man that they go up against, and then you put that with uh, Deion Thomas Jr. Like, as I had mentioned, and then Luis Rodriguez doing a lot of the uh, secondary ball handling, and they've, they've kind of just found ways to gel with this new lineup. And I want to give a shout out to Jackie Johnson the third as well because he was the one that had been backing up Justin Webster the entirety of the season thus far. So it would be a natural thought: hey, the guy in front of you goes down, you're going to get elevated into that role. And Jackie is a 50-year guy, certainly, or rather a 40-year guy, certainly. Uh, it has earned a, a role, but uh, Coach Kruger told us that he went to Jackie and said, hey, we need to be a little bit bigger you know, throughout the rest of the game, and we are going to go with Rob over you to start. And he said that Jackie took it as well as you could have hoped for and uh, really showed his true leadership and uh, integrity as a, as a basketball player, knowing that that is what was best for the team. So we would be remiss if we did not shut out uh, Jackie Johnson the third as well for his attitude throughout all this lineup shuffling at this point of the year. It was Whaley that, that hurt his leg in the game against the Lobos, right? Wasn't that Rob Whaley? Yeah, he went down pretty hard. And, and then uh, came back I, and was Superman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the kid is a freak. He is an athletic stud. Uh, you, you don't normally see guys as, as big and thick as he is elevating for dunks from the free throw line like he has, but he is a, a really remarkable athlete. Keep in mind, guys, this guy lost 60 pounds over the last calendar year towards Ooh. the beginning part of this season. So he used to throw his weight around, but he's always had the ball skills of a guard and the body of a big man, and he's really starting to come into his own. He is one where if you look at his play from the beginning of the year on tape versus now, his confidence has skyrocketed, and it, it has helped this team tremendously. So do you look at that size and versatility as, as why they had so much success, or at least relatively speaking, more success against the Lobos on that particular night and something that could play into tomorrow night's game as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so. That game was on January 9th, and that was when he was really starting to play more. He didn't play a ton in, in the non-conference slate. Um, so having just a little bit more size against a Lobo team that's pretty reliant on its guards for a lot of their scoring uh, really does help. And like I had mentioned as well, 
They have a number of guys, basically everybody in the starting lineup outside Deion Thomas Jr. can guard one through five. So they switch on picks all the time, and it really allows them to be a more stifling and versatile defense, especially against a team in New Mexico that relies a lot on the one-on-one look that they get on the outside. Matt Neverett with us here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7. The team talking about tomorrow night's Lobos men's basketball game against UNLV. But got to go back here, Matt, over the last few months because we we just happened to see this and talked about it at the time. And you talk about predictions playing out the way that you want them to. So much kudos to you going back to last summer giving UNLV a first-place vote in the preseason poll for football. And obviously it turned out as well uh, – Pretty darn good close to it come time for the end of the season. I I mean, just going all the way back to last summer, was there something that you saw? Was there a hunch that you had? And just what's the reaction been as the season went along and and UNLV in the Mountain West Championship game? Well, I will say, guys, sometimes it is better to be lucky than right. I just happen (laughs) to be both in this instance. (laughs) Um, uh, One one thing that, that stood out to me right away when Barry Odom came in was just the, the messaging, not only from him, but from his staff, top to bottom, and some of the, the goals that they wanted to accomplish. Uh, they were very sincere and very consistent, top to bottom, about some of the things that they were going to do and really the identity of this team. And uh, it, it helps, you know, living in Vegas, taking a, a calculated gamble. And uh, I'm not, not going to lie to you guys, but I saw the poll came out, and I saw that there was a little one next to UNLV's name. I kind of did a, did, did a big gulp, like, oh, no, here we go. I was the only one who uh, kind of put himself out on a limb, but everything turned out all right. And it, it, it worked out well, even with Doug Brumfield going down, because I thought he was apt to have a really tremendous year uh, under center, behind center, really. Nobody, nobody really goes under center anymore. Uh, but what, with what they were able to do with Jaden Maiava from both an offensive side and then the defense in the first year running a 3-3-5 scheme under Mike Shear, it was really impressive. You know, they were a mid-tier defense as far as the Mountain West goes, but that's really all they needed to do because they were the top highest-powered offense in the conference. So it was a mix of me really liking a lot of what was going on right away and how Barry Odom was able to keep a lot of returning players and get a solid core of transfers. That is certainly a trend that is continuing into this next season. But also being lucky helps sometimes, and being a Las Vegas resident, you know, sometimes a calculated gamble pays off. All right. Well, Matt, we will look forward to seeing you. Um, just real quick, you know, you're going to see what the pit looks like tomorrow. Uh, Thomas and Mac were, you know, remembering days of gone, you know, years gone by. Uh, like, have, have you seen any kind of progress with regards to, you know, getting that fan base uh, not to to where it used to be, of course, but are we seeing progress this year with the fans, uh, you know, showing a little bit more interest because of this little, uh, you know, run that the, the Rebels have been on, Matt? Yeah, no, definitely. From from the start of the year until now, it's been a, a pretty good improvement. Uh, as you said, it, it'll never get, get back to the levels of where we were in the 90s or when I was growing up in Vegas, late, late 90s, early 2000s, but uh, it, it is certainly attainable to get close, and I think we're starting to trend in that direction. Uh, one of the areas I've been the most impressed with is some of the marketing things that they're doing to get students out to the game, because that really was the big difference from back in the day until now, is that every single student showed up. That was the big athletic draw in Las Vegas. And, of course, the market is much more saturated nowadays with all the professional sports offerings and other things that Las Vegas has going on from a sports perspective. But definitely from the beginning of this year until now, 
We're starting to see a trend of more and more students coming out, more and more locals coming out, and really game in, game out, a better crowd than the last. And the next game, February uh, the 17th, coming up next weekend, we uh, return home after two road games to take on UNR, and that is obviously the biggest game of the year in, in both <laughs> Las Vegas and Reno when those matchups happen. So I would, I would expect to see a really, really good crowd on that day. Right. Coming up with some unique promotions. I think when the Lobos were up there uh, the last time, um, it was $2 beer in the first half. I mean, <laughs> how can you beat that there, Matt, in this day and age? $2 beers in the you first what. half? What? So they, they extended it, actually, the most recent home game, most recent two home games, actually, against Fresno State and Wyoming. They did what they called one, two, three night. They did the whole game, $1 popcorn, $2 beers, $3 hot dogs. So it was... Uh, uh, definitely a big uh, factor, I would assume, in getting students out there. No, that's a bargain. Hard. That would have been a bargain great. back in the 1990s. That's a bargain in 2024 in for sure. Yeah, especially yeah, in Vegas. Really. I know I've been checking out the hotel <laughs> rates during the Mountain West Conference. Thanks so much. Appreciate you joining us, Matt. We'll see you tomorrow night in the pit.